This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise this morning. We thank you for everything that you did for us during the Higher Ground Conference. Thank you for all the miracles, the ones we experienced, the ones we are experiencing. And Lord, thank you for that which you are working in our lives. Oh Lord, we give you praise and glory. Thank you for setting our feet on higher ground. Now we see from the mountaintop. We see and experience victory on every side. Testimonies on every side. And Lord, we give you thanks for it. Lord, we give you glory. Blessed be your name, O Lord. In Jesus' great name, we have prayed and given thanks. Is someone excited to be in service this morning? Can you celebrate Jesus this morning? Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. All right. Last week, Sunday, pastors started by showing us a scripture. So I want us to start from there, Psalms 89, verse 15. I would like us to read this verse in the Amplified Version. Psalms 89 and verse 15. The Bible says, can we read it together? One, two, go. Blessed and happy are the people who know the joyful sound of the trumpet's blast. Now, what would happen to them? They walk, O oh Lord, in the light. Hallelujah. This morning, um, Higher Ground Conference has happened, right? Okay. So I want to share with us what I have titled, After the Trumpet Sound. And in this service, I'm going to be talking about a season of favor. This is prophetic. And this is going to be our experience. Now, Psalms 44, verse 3. Psalms 44, verse 3. The Bible says, For our fathers, I mean, you can give it to me in the King James, right? I think the King James does more justice to it. For they got not the land in possession by their own sword, neither did their own arm save them. But thy right hand and thine arm, and the light of thy countenance. Why? Because thou hast what? You didn't say it like people who believe what you just read. Because thou hast what? Favor unto them. Hey, favor. I wanted to shout out very loudly, I walk in favor. All right, sit down. Praise God. Hallelujah. This verse is a very powerful verse. Why? Because it tells us and introduces us to the fact that in the life of every individual, there are two laws that can be at work. And in possessing things that God has made available to us, you can either do it using the law of labor or the law of favor. 
two very powerful laws, the law of labor and the law of favor. Now, Genesis chapter 8 verse 22 says that while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Now, if you read this verse in context, these were the very words of God. God said, while the earth remaineth. Now, you see, the law that is operational in your life is a product of where you live and who you are. So if you live in Nigeria, there are certain laws that you would have to abide by. If you live in Canada, and you know why I'm picking Canada. If you live in Canada, right, there are certain laws that will be operational in your life that you have to adhere with if you do not want to be jailed in Canada. In some instances, you cannot apply the same law in Canada in Nigeria. Neither can you apply the law of Nigeria in Canada. Our tax systems are different. For example, if you're in Nigeria and you want to pay tax, right? We have a tax system that you must comply with. If you get to the UK, there is a tax system you must comply with. You cannot get to the UK and say, I'm angry. How will you be charging me 40% of tax? I will only pay, pay as you earn. They will jail you. I'm telling you. Why? Because once you enter into a new jurisdiction, there are laws that apply there. If you come to Nigeria, there are laws that apply there. Now, God is saying that while the earth remains, there is a law that would always apply, seed time and harvest. Another name for this law is the law of cause and effect, meaning if you want to experience a certain effect, you must make do certain things. If you want to experience a certain kind of harvest, you must sow certain kinds of seeds. Another name for this law is the law of sin and death, meaning if you are going to experience death, then you have sinned. If you've not sinned, you would not experience death. Praise the Lord. These are natural laws. However, the Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter 8, and I love this scripture. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. He says, there is therefore now no condemnation. I read it this way. There is no limitation. <laughs> he says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Meaning when you come into Christ, you are living a life of endless possibilities. He says, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit, verse 2, now introduces us to something that happened to us when we gave our lives to Christ. He says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. Meaning, there are two laws. There is the law of sin and death. I told you it's cause and effect. It's the law of seed time and harvest. He says, but there is also another law. That by virtue of being born again, <laughs> you are introduced to the realm where you can operate that law. He says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So there is something called the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now, Philippians chapter 3 verse 20. In King James, says our conversation 
is from heaven. But in the Amplified Version, Philippians 3.20, it says we are citizens of the state. Meaning that when you gave your life to Christ, one of the things that happened to you, even though you operate physically on the face of the earth, is that you change citizenship. Do not be deceived that when you fill a form, you write um, Nigeria there. When you are born again, your true citizenship is from heaven. You only came through Nigeria. And you, you see, <laughs> I remember the story of... <laughs> One of my very dear friends, she, she attends the Lekki Church. You know, she told us a story about, you know, this, this revelation I'm sharing with you. Um, our mom, you know, our mom got home one day and said, you know, was telling all of them in the house, guys, um, can you give me your name? I want to go and collect bus reform. How many of us know what bus reform is? You know, that form that gets you, you get to collect your bus, right? From depending on the state you come from in Nigeria. Now, she said, give me the form so that, um, write your name so that I'm going to get the bus reform for you. So she said she had this cousin of ours that would say, I said, no, 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 that um, I me, mean, I'm from Zion, I'm not from Nigeria. She said, so the uh, mom said, no problem. So she went, collected bus reform for everybody else, but didn't collect for him. So when she got the mom, came home, the mom was distributing the form. And so the guy said, ah, where's my own? Ah, the woman looked and said, ah, people from Zion, they collect bus fees. <laughs> but, praise God. But you see, the truth is that there is another kind of bus fee we collect. But that's not the message today, right? Our citizenship, the Bible says, is from heaven. We are citizens of the state. But we came through Nigeria, and there is a reason why. That's not the focus of the message in this service. Now, when you change citizenship and you got into Christ, you now had the opportunity and the privilege to operate the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now, one of the sub-laws that operates within our jurisdiction is the law of favor. The same way an aeroplane has tires, can taxi on the runway. You know an aeroplane can actually taxi on this, our road, the one outside. You, you know, right? Because it has tires. If the tires of an aeroplane is bad, that's a problem, right? Because it needs to taxi, run, then take off. Now, the fact that the aeroplane can taxi on the runway does not mean that aeroplane cannot fly. When another law kicks in, called the law of lift, that same aeroplane that re has been remaining on the ground because of a law called the law of gravity, suddenly takes off into the air. Right? And you are looking at this massive body gliding and flying and going into the air why? Because another law has come into operation. So you see, the law of favor is a supernatural law. And it is a law that we have access to in Christ Jesus. And what, this is what I mean. It does not mean that as a believer, you shouldn't exercise the law of labor. But you see, you must know when to pause and say, uh-uh. 
Now I want to operate the law of favor. And then you glide like an aeroplane and go into the air. Because the law of favor is superior to the law of labor. You see, what labor says is that every achievement in your life, you must work for it. You must sweat it out. So we have people in the world sweating it out, working very hard. And yes, we should work hard as believers. But we should also be conscious of the fact that after working hard and doing all of that, there is another law we can keep putting to oppression. And that law is the law of favor. That law ensures that what you do not deserve, you will get. What labor could not have given you, it would bring to you. Now, there are four things, four things that is the problem with the law of labor. Number one, time. Now, you see, to work hard, there are some of us, I mean, and by virtue of our age, you look at certain other people and you say, ah, this person has gone far in life. How many years would you work <laughs> to catch up with that person? If you were to only depend on the law of labor to catch up with that person, my people, you would walk. <laughs> you will even sleep. But you see, time is a problem to the law of labor. Number two, man is a problem to the law of labor. Why? Because you can be working very hard. And you know people that are working very hard, but the person who will reward them would not see them. The person just do not, you won't just see them. So you can be working very hard, hard. I mean, there are people that you know, you and I know. You are working extremely hard, working till 11 p.m. every night. You wake up in the morning, and especially in our city called Lagos. You know, there are people that wake up 4 a.m., they are off to the island, you know, to go and work. And they are coming back 10, 11 p.m., they enter into the house, start going into the house, actually, by 12 in the night. And they sleep two, three hours, they jump up again, they get, and that is how their week is. They are working very hard. But the person who would reward them will not just see them. Because since one day of favor is greater than a thousand days of labor. One day. Number three, the problem with the law of labor is distance. The person that might <laughs> promote you might not just be around to see what you are doing. So distance is a problem. And the last is the devil. You see, wise people understand that life is spiritual. The devil. The Bible says in the book of First John 5, 19, that the whole world lieth in wickedness. First Peter 5, 8. The Bible says that your the devil, um, your enemy, the adversary rather, the devil, as a roaring lion, is seeking whom he may devour. The devil, the day you gave your life to Christ, the devil became your adversary. And he understands that if you prosper and you do well, you are going to promote the agenda of God on the face of the earth. And he doesn't want that to happen. So he would ensure that he keeps one in a particular position. For many years. But saints, there is a technology in God that we can leverage. It is the law of favor. It is the law of favor. Ah, you know, when God looked at Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, 
Genesis chapter 12. The Bible says, you know, Abraham's father was a worshiper of the sun. But God had made up his mind that he was going to start something new with Abraham. Verse 12, verse 1 says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Verse 2, now he says, I will make you a great nation and I will bless thee. The reason he was going to become a great nation was because he would bless him. Now I want you to read this verse in the Amplified. Can you give us this verse in the Amplified? The Amplified explains what God meant when he told Abraham, I will bless you. He says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. With what? I will bless you abundantly. No, that, okay. He says, abundantly, I make your name great, exalted, distinguished, and you shall be a blessing, a source of great good to others. Now, there is a version of the Bible, and I think it's a new, older, amplified version. He says, I will bless you with abundant increase of favors. That blessing there is the word favor. Meaning, I will bless you with favor that it has, you have no choice but to turn out great. Now, you see, if you read the story of this same chapter, discover that Abraham decided to go with his family, and the Bible says Lot went with him, and he decided to go to Egypt. And when he got to Egypt, you know, he looked at his wife, I mean, beautiful woman, you know, people just, I mean, anointed people have a way of marrying beautiful people. So, he said, just like me, so, he said, <laughs> see Pastor Shala now, who, who, will be, who will be following? I mean, is, is, uh... So, when he got to Egypt, I mean, the, the Bible says the princes saw Sarah, and they said, who, who, who? Ah, they went to tell Pharaoh, say, Pharaoh, <laughs> A new babe just entered town. <laughs> Pharaoh said, really? Ah, bring her for me, bring her for me. <laughs> In those days, eh? <laughs> let me not say anything. So, he said, bring her for me. And when Sarah got to Pharaoh's house, the Bible says God plagued Pharaoh and his entire household <laughs> because of Sarah. But before Pharaoh could discover what was happening, the Bible says Pharaoh gave Abraham Cattles, every just gave him silver, gold, gave him everything. Now, in verse 13 of Genesis, chapter 1, sorry, chapter chapter 13, verse 1, the Bible says starts with now Abraham was very rich in silver, in gold. How did he become rich? They gave him what attracted Pharaoh thought he was being attracted by beauty, he was actually being attracted by favor. You read Proverbs 31 and you understand. It was favor Pharaoh was seeing. And when he gave him, because the natural man would say, ah, oh yeah, since I'm giving you back the woman, give me all my things back. He forgot to collect it. Pharaoh said, take everything and be going. Hallelujah. Joseph got to Egypt, same Egypt. The Bible says while he was in Egypt, he found favor with Potiphar. Can you be walking in this dimension of favor that your boss will leave everything in the office in your hands? Because your boss has discovered that, ah, I'm being blessed because of this person. Ah, I was telling the brother some days back. I said, you see, we are carriers of something. Anybody who thinks they are hiring us because of only our skill, they are making a mistake. Skill is important, yes. But you see, when we get into a place, 
favor has entered. There is something about us that ensures businesses go up. It is called favor. Hallelujah. Ah, and see, I was telling the brother, I said, if people knew this, they would hire us and be paying us salary. So don't do anything. Just stay here. <laughs> we pay you salary because they understand that there is something on us that makes things go well. Potiphar discovered that his house was getting blessed because there was a Joseph in it. Even Jesus, our Savior, could not have fulfilled his destiny without favor coming into play. The Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 1 that an angel came to Mary. And when the angel came, the Bible from verse 26, he says in the sixth month, this angel bypassed all the major cities of Israel and came to a city called Nazareth in Galilee. Now to understand, give, let me give you some context. Nazareth was a very small town, was so small that Nazareth was made up of only 11 houses and one street. <laughs> That's how small Nazareth was. But the angel bypassed all the large cities and came to this small city. And when the angel got there, what did the angel say? The angel said, ah, verse, verse 27. The Bible says, and the angel said, thou art highly favored, though. Favor would make people bypass all the other people with the skills, with the right CVs to come to you. It is better to go for a job interview with favor on your life than to go for the job interview because of your skill. He says to a virgin pass to a man, verse 28, and he says, very, he says, very short, he says, the angel came, says, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women. And the Bible tells us that Mary began to ask, that, ah, ah, you're saying I will give birth to the Savior and all of these fantastic things. How shall this thing be? Seeing I know not a man. Bottom line, she was saying, I am not qualified to have a child. Because the way people have children is that there is intercourse, then children come. So how can I? And the angel said, don't worry. The power of the highest shall overshadow you. Meaning that favor will make what looks impossible possible. I'm telling you. When favor is at work, it is the Holy Ghost at work. But what is interesting is that the same chapter, just read up, tells us about a guy by the name Zechariah, who was a high priest. An angel, same angel Gabriel, came to Zechariah and told Zechariah that, Zechariah, um, God has sent me to you. You will give birth. Your wife will give birth to John and all of that. And the Bible says Zechariah looked at the angel and said, Ah, that how will my wife? My wife is old. I am old. And you know what the angel, the response of the angel, the angel said, eh, You shall be dumb till this thing happens. You will not be able to speak. Mary too doubted. What was the difference between Zechariah and Mary? Because Zechariah doubted. The angel said, You dumb. Mary doubted. The angel, the angel said, hey, let me explain it to you. You see, the difference was favor. You read the story of Zechariah, you never find the angel saying you are highly favored. But you read the story of <laughs> Mary, and the angel was just saying favor, favor everywhere. And when Mary asked, the angel said, no, fear not. Eh? He says, you have found favor with God. He said, even me, I don't even know what to say. I might be angry right now, but I can't do anything. Why? Because there is something called favor at work in your life.
the law of favor can transform a man's life in one day. Now, to think that favor operates accidentally, because this is also, as I conclude, this is a mindset I, I, by the Spirit of God I want to debunk. To think that favor happens accidentally has been one of the greatest strategies of the enemy from stopping God's children in walking in it. So a lot of times people think that this thing, it works sometimes, it doesn't work sometimes. And you do not have control over it. So it can happen, it might not happen. So when it happens, we praise God. When it doesn't happen, well, we praise him anyway. But it didn't happen. And then we say, you know, favor is on, you know, grace is unmerited favor. I understand what we mean when we say it is unmerited. But it is the grace that God Jesus to die for us that is unmerited. Favor, the law of favor, the same way the law of labor can be deliberately operated. The law of favor can be deliberately operated. Very intentionally, you can operate and live in favor. How do you do it? Number one, as I conclude, be aware of favor. Be favor-minded. You know, people are more conscious about things not working for them than they are conscious about things working for them. So people are going for a job interview, you are fidgeting. I have never, I have never, I have never gone for any job interview that I didn't get the job. It is now my choice whether to reject it or to accept it. Why? It is not only just because I know I'm smart and intelligent by the power of the Holy Spirit. But it's also because I know what is on me. You can't see me and not give me the job. <laughs> it's not possible. See, you can do everything you want to do. Be doing it. Once I show up, you say, ah, this is the person we are giving. And I don't have to have the best of CVs. Be conscious of it. You know what the Bible says in Psalms 5, verse 12? It says, that will bless the righteous. With favor you would you encompass him as with a shield. Hey! Ah! See, after higher ground conference, one of the trumpets that have sounded is the sound of favor. God has released us into a season of favor. I'm telling you. Ah, we're going to get the choicest of lands. In the choicest of places. At the price of favor. Because favor is a currency. You can spend money or you can spend favor. Be conscious about it. Ah, Every day, I and my wife, what, what, as we're going out in the morning, we're always saying in the car, well, I mean, we walk in favor today. <laughs> we walk in favor today. So we recognize it when it happens. I observed that whenever I enter into anybody's shop, right, customers will just start coming in. I'm telling you. So I observed for a while. I mean, now I play with it. So I just enter into a shop. I look for a shop that nobody has gone inside. I just enter into the shop. As I enter into the shop, you see people, they just are coming in. Oga, want to buy? Madam, want to buy? I say it's favor. It attracts. You know? <laughs> Was it last week? I had the opportunity to go buy something. As I entered into the shop, two guys came. 
as they, they, you know, they were panting. They ran to say, hey, you are the one talking to the person selling. He said, we've been looking for you for the last one hour. <laughs> they found the man because I entered the shop. You must be conscious of it. Be conscious of favor. As you are going to work tomorrow, be conscious of favor. Expect people to do good for you. Expect good things to always happen to you. <laughs> Number two. I'm going to jump. There are about ten things, but I'm just going to tell you a few. Let's see what our time permits. Number two. The book of Acts chapter two exposes us to a secret of walking in favor. Acts chapter two, verse 47. The Bible talking about the apostles says they were praising God and having favor. You see, what praising is in present continuous tense. You know, pastor said this week is our week of praise. It hasn't ended though. As you are praising God, <laughs> you'll be having favor. Praising God, having favor. A life that is filled with praise is a life that is filled with favor. Let me show you something in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 10. Isaiah 60, verse 10. Verse 10 says, And thy sons, the sons of strangers, shall build up thy wall. Somebody say, Amen. amen. And thy kings shall minister unto thee. Say, Amen. amen. He says, for in wrath I smote thee, but in my favor have I had mercy on thee. Now, verse 11. Therefore, thy gates shall be opened continually. They shall not be shut day nor night, that men may bring unto thee the forces of the Gentiles, and their kings may be brought. Favor brings abundance. Now, what does the Bible mean by thy gates shall be opened continually? Go to verse 18. How do you open your gates continually for everything to just be coming in? Verse 18 says, Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting not destruction within thy borders, but thou shalt call thy walls what? And thy gates what? This is how you keep the gates open. By praise. As you are praising God, what you are doing is that you are keeping the gates open. People are bringing all the goodies. Every time you study through the scriptures, the word favor, you would always see it closely knitted and connected with abundance and prosperity. Exodus 3 verse 21. God was speaking. He says that, and that my people, I will give my people favor in the sight of the Egyptians and they shall not go empty. Favor attracts abundance. And one of the ways to keep your gates open continually, to keep experiencing favor, is praise. And I round up with this. The third way that I will share with you this morning is through the words of your mouth. Now, Deuteronomy 30 verse 19 Moses was speaking and he says, I call heaven and earth to bear record against you this day. I have said before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, he was advising them, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. 
How do you choose life so that you and your seed, meaning that the choice of life here can not, would not only impact you, but impact you and your seed, everyone connected to you. How do you choose life? Proverbs chapter 18 verse 20. Proverbs 18 20 says, death and life. <laughs> 18, 18 21, sorry. Death and life are what? Read this with me, church. Death and life are what? It says, and they that love it shall eat its fruit thereof. You can create an atmosphere of favor around you by the words of your mouth. When things happen, rather than saying, say, whoa, I'm favored. Ah, as you are walking into the office, say, well, I walk into the office in favor. I'm clothed with favor today. Oh, favor encompasses me. When they say, ah, nobody has ever gotten this before. You say, I will get it. I'm favored. Ah, I like that song by Sinatch. He says, I'm walking in abundance, moving with the speed of the Holy Ghost. I am. Do you believe it? Say it again. I'm. Say it one more time. I'm walking, I'm walking in a bar. That should be your song. <laughs> that is you. Say it one more time. I'm walking, walking in a bar. I am moving. Ah. Favor crashes time. I'm walking in abundance. Get up your feet. Let's make this our declaration. Favor crashes time. Crashes distance. I'm walking in abundance. Of the Holy Ghost. Wherever you are, begin to declare, I walk in favor. I walk in favor. Favor is my experience. Favor is my experience. Everywhere I go, I walk in favor. Beyond my efforts, I experience favorable results. Beyond my efforts, I experience favorable results. People are remembering me from afar. People are remembering me from afar. If you're a business person, Begin to declare, my shop is favored. My shop is favored. My business is favored. I am getting that contract by the favor of the Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm getting that promotion by the favor of God. I'm getting that promotion by the favor of God. Mare gedo sombra handeleba. I see the favor of God on you. I see the favor of God on you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. That is God's prophetic word to us this morning.
Can you celebrate Jesus in the house this morning? Hallelujah. Hello, thank you for watching us. We don't want this to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You know, um, after listening to God's word like this and you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's an opportunity to come to him and it's a simple process because he has made all things available. I want to employ you now to give your heart to Christ. And by saying these words, because giving your heart to Christ must be done consciously. He has paid the price. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. I believe that you shed your blood for my justification. I accept your finished work right now and I confess that you are the Lord of my life. I believe in you. Thank you, Jesus. If you have said those words, you are actually born again, a new creation in Christ. Join us for more of this. God bless you.